Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Sarah Golseth. We have some very exciting things to talk about today. Two of my favorite things, actually, music and missionaries. Stay tuned for those conversations. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for their support of Faith and Family. To find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin, you can go to our website, kfuo.org, and look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section. Joining me by phone this morning, it is my pleasure to have Dr. Kurt von Kampen, Professor of Music, Chair of the Music Department, and Director of Choral Activities for Concordia University, Nebraska, to talk a little bit about uh, the a cappella choir and their upcoming tour next week to South Africa. Welcome, Dr. von Kampen. Thank you very much, Sarah. It's great to be with you. Oh, it's wonderful to have you on the program. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of music and choral singing and, and, uh, and international tours. This is, this is really exciting. Um, tell me and, a bit uh, of... You're, I'm sorry? You're sure, it's, you're sure it's okay to have a Concordia, Nebraska guy on a <laughs> Wisconsin-sponsored uh, program? Yeah, that's... Well, and I'm, I'm a Concordia Chicago grad, so we'll, we'll let it go oh, for today. <laughs> we got it all covered then, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, tell me a bit about uh, your background and, and your journey uh, to Concordia, Nebraska. Yeah, well, I um, did my undergraduate um, studies at Concordia, Nebraska, and got a um, music education degree. And then I went back to my um, stomping grounds. I grew up in Michigan in the Detroit suburbs and went back and taught in Lutheran high schools for about 10 years um, in Detroit area. And then was called to Concordia uh, in Ann Arbor and um, taught for five years there and always sort of had in the back of my mind that uh, I hope the Lord would lead me to Concordia, Seward, Nebraska someday since I graduated from here and I just have a special place in my heart for this uh, this institution. And um, after five years at Ann Arbor, there was an opening at Concordia, Seward, and uh, the Lord made, made it happen. So I've been here since the fall of 1998. I think this is my finishing my 19th year of directing choirs at Concordia. Wow. Was was a uh, choral directing or, or music something that you had always wanted to to pursue as your as your career? Well, no. I was going to be a professional baseball player when I was 10 years old. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, that uh, didn't pan out because I wasn't very athletic. Uh, I always was interested in music, and my parents saw to it that I had piano lessons and was always involved in choirs at church and school. And when I was at Lutheran High North, uh, my choir director, Dean Kratz, kind of uh, inspired me to, uh, you know, consider possibly becoming a high school choir director. And he let me be the student conductor of the choir my senior year in high school. And I thought, okay, well, baseball's not going to work out, so this is probably something I could, I could do. Um, and, you know, when I went to... Concordia, uh, I, I started studying in music, but I still wasn't really sure that's what I wanted to do. And like a lot of people, it took four or five years of teaching before I realized that the thing I was doing was the thing I was meant to do and the thing I wanted to do. Sure. What do you enjoy uh, most about uh, conducting choirs, especially um, Lutheran choirs? That's a great question. Well, there's so many there's so many facets to it. Um, in terms of a career, it's fantastic because you get to make a lot of decisions on your own. Um, you don't have, you know, a supervisor looking over you and telling you which music to do and how fast to do it and how loud to do it. 
so you you do feel um, you know like you have a lot of autonomy. So that that makes it fun on a daily basis to go to work. From the standpoint of relationships, uh, I really really liked high school. I felt like I was perfectly suited to to teach high school students, and I still direct a summer choir of high school kids here from Seward County, um, and I relate well to high school kids. I don't know. I'm not sure what that means, but. Um, <laughs> Once I got into college, at first it was a little bit of a intimidating and intimidating thing, just because you know these kids were older. And as I got older, it stopped being intimidating, and mm-hmm. um, and now I really I really do like the the college age. Uh, they're super easy to to work with. They're easy to travel with. Um, they're they're old enough that that I don't have to hold their hand and supervise them, and and they're young enough that they don't get cranky when everything isn't perfect for them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's perfect in that regard, um, and then. Mission-wise, uh, the Concordia thing is different than a lot of schools, and Concordia, Nebraska, is very intentional about why we exist and what we're ultimately trying to accomplish, and that's preparing servants of uh, Jesus Christ. And so, uh, all of our music and all of our effort is, um, you know, put into that goal that we would use the gifts God gave us, and that we would share the gospel message in the most uh, beautiful, artistic, musical way that we possibly can. Sure. Um, do you do you notice the students in the choir taking a more um, active role in, in the worship life of the church um, as they progress through the choir? Uh, that's kind of hard to measure. Um, since I've been at Concordia, choir members, you know, typically are very um, involved in the worship life, you know, going to chapels, being a part of Bible studies. I see a lot of them at church on Sundays at St. John across the street. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of them go to other Lutheran churches and, and other denominations too. Um, so I don't know that I've seen uh, a change in that, but it, it certainly has been something that, you know, it, it, it's pretty clear these students are, I mean, that's kind of what a Concordia student is though too. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty common. Sure. So let's let's talk a bit about uh, the acapella choir. Uh, what what who makes up this choir? Um, these are students from all academic uh, areas at Concordia. Um, all undergraduates. It's not a we don't have a graduate program in music yet. Um, so these are all you know seventeen, eighteen to twenty two, twenty three, occasionally twenty four and twenty five year olds. Uh, and I would say about half of the group on a average year, half half the group is uh, comprised of music majors of one kind or another. So um, we do have a lot of different interests coming to, coming into the group. The one thing that is consistent across the board is that uh, these are all very talented, um, serious studying students um, who, who are uh, really interested in, in singing well and um, and doing a great job uh, with the choir so that you couldn't you couldn't tell a music major from a non-major just by looking at who's working the hardest because <laughs> um, the expectation is that they'll all do sectionals and virtually all of them take voice lessons um, and many of them do get some kind of music scholarship as well uh, but about 50 percent are either uh, music ed majors church music majors uh, they have bachelor are studying for bachelor of arts in music or our new music therapy program that we just started last year. So that's 
that that kind of comprises we're we're fortunate at Concordia that it's able to work for athletes to uh participate in the choir we have some of the some of the best track runners are um in our group we've got football players golfers tennis players and the rehearsal schedule has has always kind of worked out and the coaches and I have made sure that you know we don't uh, bump into each other too much and and so the kids get a you know a nice experience they're not you know, just doing one one thing while they're at the at Concordia. I think that's something that that sets Concordia as apart from other institutions too. Is that students have that opportunity to uh, be able to do multiple things. If you're interested in in athletics, if you're interested in choir, um, you're you're able to do all of that and and be a very well rounded student while you're at a Concordia. Well, I know it's true at Concordia Seward, um, but you know, even at smaller schools. Um, Man, the athletics are just getting so um, <laughs> so serious and complete, and you know, so they have a lot of time in training, um, weightlifting, and all that. And mm-hmm. so it, it it really is it really is unusual that uh, the coaches at Concordia Seward are uh, you know very supportive of the choir and the band. We've got athletes in the band too, and and um, you know, there have been times when students have missed practices for concerts, and um, you know, vice versa, rehearsals for for athletic contests. So, uh, you know, I, all of us would like to have people only devoted to our one thing. But um, that the reality is, um, it, in my opinion, it's best for the students to get a chance to experience, you know, a wide variety of activities. Definitely. Yes. So uh, what this is a touring choir. Um, uh, what kind of tours does this choir generally go on? Uh, acapella tours annually uh, in the United States. And usually it's a spring break tour, so we might take one day prior to the the uh, spring break week, a Friday, and, and then the entire week, so 10, 11, 12 days sometimes. And we'll travel. We've been throughout the U.S. In the 19 years I've been there, we've been to Texas and Southern California, the Pacific Northwest, up to North Dakota, out to Michigan and New York. So really we've covered a lot of areas within the United States, Um and then uh, every four years, the choir has taken an international tour. And um, I believe your husband was on the very first one that I did in 2001. We went to Australia. Yes, he likes uh, to remind me of that all the time. <laughs> I bet he does. It was a terrific, terrific trip. Um, and I had never done international tours before. And I had a woman from um, Lincoln who approached me and asked me if, if uh, she could help set up the tour and I, this was a gift from god her name was nancy middendorf um and she and her husband proceeded to uh basically manage and plan our tours for the better part of 15 years including four international trips we we went to um, we've been all over europe um and so we've had pretty extensive traveling um every four years uh and then this uh, starting in two days, we're taking <laughs> off for South Africa. So that's our next big trip, and uh, we're super excited about that. Yeah, that's that's very exciting. And I went on a international tour with with the Capella from Concordia, Chicago, and that's mm-hmm. it's it's quite an experience. Um, so so you're leaving in two days. Um, what what what's going to be uh, comprising this tour? How long are you going to be gone, and and where are you going to be going? Yeah, well, we're going to be. Uh, it's a 20 day tour. We leave on the seventh. At 2.30 in the morning from Concordia, <laughs> getting on a bus, traveling to Omaha, which is about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, then we fly from Omaha to 
uh, Atlanta, and that's where we'll uh, pick up our flight to Johannesburg. But we have a 12-hour layover in Atlanta. And uh, my mother-in-law happens to live in a suburb of Atlanta, out in Marietta. And I asked her if she would be interested in having the choir drop in and doing a quick concert on <laughs> Sunday afternoon. So she and Rivercliff Lutheran Church in Sandy Springs, uh, Georgia, are bringing a, a bus to the airport. They're going to take us to their church. We're going to have a lunch with their members. And then we're going to have a 2.30 p.m. matinee concert. It'll be our first concert of the South African tour. And then they'll bus us back to the airport, and then we'll get on a plane. And then 16 and a half hours later, we'll be in Johannesburg in South Africa. And we've got um, about uh, five different uh, locations within South Africa, all the major cities. Uh, we're going to be doing about eight or nine full concerts, I think. And then we've got some school assemblies. And we've also got some uh, educational opportunities where our students are going to break up into groups and, and serve some of these schools and, and teach them some things about singing and about music and about music in America. Um, we've got a, uh, let's see, we've got a, um, safari that has been planned for us. Wow. We've got some, we got a variety of different, um, uh, lodging experiences ahead of us. There's some <laughs> hostels and there's camping host homes. We're going to be staying with some, some folks from South Africa. So it should be a, a, a nice variety. Our, um, our travel, uh, guide, our tour guide is uh, Adam Lee, and he is recently retired from, or yeah, retired from Concordia, Irvine. Uh, he was in charge of their semester abroad program for many years, and has traveled to many, many countries. Been to South Africa, I think, five or six times, and he is the one who has set up this tour for us, and um, has just done an amazing job connecting with the Lutheran churches. Uh, and you know, kind of paving the paving the way for our arrival next week. Um, so we're super excited about that. That sounds like a, a incredible experience for these students. Uh, how many of them have have been on a tour before? Have any of them have any of them traveled internationally before with with the choir? <laughs> I actually think we have one student in this group that that went to uh, Europe last time. Wow! Um, and so she's a she's a senior. And uh, it just worked out. Every every tour, there's always one or two students who, you know, for whatever reason, took a, enough time in college <laughs> that they could to hit two tours. You also have to make the acapella choir as a freshman, which is not very easy to do. And she sure. did it. So, so only one student has traveled internationally with um, with the acapella choir. The rest are are pretty seasoned choir tour kids because they've been on a lot of domestic tours. Mm -hmm. But for for a lot of these students, it's uh, the first time they've you know, flown over an ocean mm -hmm. into a foreign country. Um, although that's getting less and less, there's there's certainly a lot of students that travel internationally now more than when I was in college, that's for sure. Sure, sure. So this is going to be um, quite a, a life-changing experience for these students. Yeah, I don't think we even know what's in store for us. Mm -hmm. um, our our uh, Adam Lee told us that, you know, we, we should be prepared to expect anything. And the the key to our uh, success is flexibility. 
you know, in, in America, we're used to if the if the show starts at seven o'clock and we start at seven o two, somebody's going to complain that you know we got started late. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> we can pretty much <laughs> let go of that in South Africa. And so, for a lot of us that tend to be procrastinators, anyways, I think we'll fit right right well into that uh, that system and that culture. So. Yeah, that's that's very true. I know when 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 I went to France, it was it was those the little things that made such a big difference at some of our concerts. Um, just being able to connect with with the audience, even though we were singing in a different language or, or attempting to sing well in French, um, <laughs> you know, just uh, being there and, and understanding that these people were were really receiving the message that we were yeah. singing was is incredible. Yeah, the music. I think that we're going to experience in South Africa, I think is going to be really diverse too. We're, we're collaborating with a, a church choir. Um, I can't remember if it's in Durban or, or where it is, but um, they asked if we could learn a Paco Bell double choir piece. And, you know, sure, that's right in our wheelhouse, <laughs> kind of stuff, you know, that we, that we do. But then some of the other places we're going, it's going to be music that's, you know, very foreign to our ears and mm-hmm. uh, more improvisatory. And, um, you know, we're going to sort of pick it up as, as we go along. And so we're, we're looking forward to that. We, we expect to have a fair bit of collaboration. And um, and we're hoping that our concerts will be able to um, share our music with the folks in attendance. And we've been told that occasionally there might be some people that want to share some of their music with us, too. So it's uh, the sky's the limit. Every We're open to everything and, and uh, just just hoping to learn and absorb and and witness and um, see see what God has in store for us to do. Sure. So what what's uh, what are a few of the pieces in, in your repertoire for this con- for this tour? Oh man, um, we've got <laughs> well, we, the, the thing about the Concordia Seward Choir since I've been there because this is a problem that I have is that I get bored bored pretty easily and so there's got to be a, a lot of variety in the repertoire mm-hmm. um, and so we we span all um historical eras um we've got some bach we're going to be doing we've got some uh renaissance music of vittoria mm-hmm. um, we're going to be doing the um Omni mysterium by uh thomas vittoria mm-hmm. the uh the bach um alles was odem hat um uh, from one of his motets we've got uh we've got a movement from the Poulenc gloria nice. called laudamus te we're going to be singing. We have a couple of hymns. Uh, we're going to be singing The Church is One Foundation and Holy, Holy, Holy. And uh, hopefully folks will join in with us on that. One of the really exciting pieces that we're doing is a brand new composition that we just premiered uh, this past spring. And it was written by one of our own choir members, Austin Terrio from Louisiana. And it's a four-movement um, piece sung in uh, English and Latin. And it's uh, it's really cool. He did an incredible job, and uh, so we're looking forward to the international premiere of that piece. And we've got we always have a couple of spirituals, um, Deep River, Battle of Jericho, and then we have um, some standard pieces that we kind of always have ready to go. Uh, Even Solar Jesus Quickly Come is mm-hmm. kind of one of the signature uh, pieces of the acapella choir. Um, and a couple of, couple other different things, but that, that gives you a good idea. Sure. Does the choir have a, have a favorite piece or is it, is it pretty spread? (sighs) Yeah, I don't know that that's something, I mean, I, you get a sense of, of pieces that, you know, they talk about a lot afterward. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And uh, but I I don't know. I think I think you know since there's so much variety. I think everybody really likes some, and probably everybody doesn't care for some of the other ones, <laughs> and they're not always the same piece. So you just you just don't know. And as long as the piece goes well, everybody kind of <laughs> likes it. That is very true. That is true. Uh, what what are you hoping the choir can uh, can convey to these audiences in a in a foreign country? That's a great question. Um, I hope my my hope is always that uh, during our concerts, people will forget that it's a group of people standing in front of them singing notes on a page, that they'll completely forget that this is, uh, you know, some kind of academic pursuit and that they'll actually be moved and transported. Sounds a little corny, but Mm -hmm. um, we, we want people to feel our music. We want them to hear very clearly what we're singing because the words we're singing are, are critical. And, um, I expect that we'll be singing for a lot of Christian people, but I also know every tour, um, the Lord has a way of putting, uh, unbelievers or people that are struggling with their faith, actually, like we all are, mm-hmm. um, day to day, even the students in the choir need to hear the words that they're singing and, and be strengthened by it. So I guess, I certainly hope that they're impressed with the musical art. I want it to be, I always want our choirs to be outstanding. I want people to, you know, at the end of the concert, feel like they've been entertained, educated, but most importantly, um, I think inspired and um, strengthened in their faith. That's, I guess that's what I'm hoping. It's it's a lot. I'm hoping for a lot of things. (laughs) High standards. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's all right. Um, on on previous tours, um, how have you seen the students changing or, or um, uh, feeling or acting differently from from the beginning to the end on these international tours that are so life changing? How how have the students um, changed? That is surprisingly obvious. You know, <laughs> these kids are, are super transparent, and um, you know, as we get older, we get a little cautious. <laughs> um, but they'll just come right up to me and they'll, they'll just say, I had no idea this would be like this. I had no idea people would respond this way. Or could you believe this happened? Um, and, and just listening to them talk amongst themselves, too, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just so eye-opening. We're, we're, uh, we're so, you know, inwardly focused here mm-hmm. in our country. Um, and, you know, the rest of the world learns English so that they right. can, uh, you know, communicate with us. We don't. Most of my students know one language, um, and and so it, it really is. Uh, I think it's more. Um, I think it's surprising to them how much different it is. And and one of the one of the things that I always see at first students do is they kind of um, feel like oh they don't do this as well as we do in America. You know we we know how to do this here, mm-hmm. and and they don't do it that way. Therefore their way must be lesser. <laughs> and you realize pretty quickly there's a reason people do what they do and why they do it. And so if it's a little different pace or um, you don't get free refills on your pop, maybe there's a good reason for that. <laughs> uh, and and you know I, I I think there's a temptation to to think arrogantly why don't they do it the way we do mm-hmm. and that gets broken down pretty quickly on these on these tours and and kids start to realize better what it means to be selfless um what it means to be understanding and flexible i mean that that's a that's an important thing for all of us to 
you know, just not be so darn sure that we know everything and that, and that everything we do is best. That is very true. And uh, we are we're actually all out of time. Um, so, Dr. Van Campen, it's been it's been an honor having you on our program and a pleasure speaking with you and and God's blessings on your tour next week. Thank you so much, Sarah. Coming up after the break, another exciting missionary story. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to Faith and Family on KFUO.